What guy doesn't want to maximize their testosterone? Through using all natural and organic ingredients, men now have an option for a locally made paraben and sulfate-free shampoo, conditioner, and face wash. Not only does Dude's Manly products smell great, which drives ladies crazy, by the way. In a good way, they put a unique spin on their shampoo with it actually having a dark gray color because of the coconut shell charcoal that is used to remove the toxins. Dude can be purchased at the Tulsa Men's Shop and also online at www.dudemanlystuff.com. That's D-O-O-D, manlystuff.com. This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and you are listening to podcast number 94 of Against the Green. Welcome back. This is Diana Edwards, your host on our amazing journey. We're going against the grain. I'm here with actually Dr. Chad Edwards today, whose focus, oh yeah, is to identify the underlying causes for your disease and illness uh, so that we can get to that root cause. We're continuing our cardiovascular disease journey discussion today. Um, Before today, we've actually talked about endothelial dysfunction. We've talked about ED. ED. We've talked about nitric oxide. We've talked about how they play well together or how we can make them play well together. We've also talked about vascular health in general. Now, this podcast, you're actually telling me we can't use mouthwash and you're taking away my medicine for my, my burning heart, my heartburn. Your achy, breaky, burning heart. There we go. Now, tell me why, because I like, I like, the thought of having a nice, clean breath with mouthwash. So why can't I use it? Yeah, because it's bad for you. Believe it or not, it's actually bad for you. So there are a lot of people that use mouthwash. They think it's a good thing. We're killing bacteria, which, you know, in theory is a bad thing. But I'm going to show you today why you're actually doing your heart harm by doing that. So let's get into it. All right. So we talked about nitric oxide. That's important for your overall cardiovascular health. Very, very important. If you want to have good heart health, blood vessel health, you need good nitric oxide. It counteracts all the bad crap that you get in um, your standard American diet with uh, inflammation, with oxidative stress and all kinds of those things. And so you want good nitric oxide to counteract a lot of that. And honestly, you really can't get too much. In theory, you can but the reality is, is there, there's so much damage and so much insult that you need really as much nitric oxide as you can get. Um, we talk about the two pathways that make nitric oxide. So we have the L-arginine. And if you haven't listened to our podcasts about those, go back and listen to those. Yeah, because at a certain age, it's going to kind of shut down on you and you got to go another route. You got it, which right. is part two or, or the alternate pathway, which we call the nitrate, nitrite, nitric oxide pathway. Uh, so over the age of 30, 35, you're probably making more of your nitric oxide through the nitrate, nitrite, nitric oxide pathway than through the L-arginine. And there's this whole mix about how L-arginine may not be, uh, you know, taking L-arginine uh, may not really help you and could actually do some more harm called the arginine paradox. So uh, it's important to uh, to keep those things in mind. So two, the two pathways and what we're talking about today with the mouthwash and uh, the PPIs has to do with the nitrate, nitrite, nitric oxide pathway. So what exactly does mouthwash and our PPIs have to do with, with all of this, these pathways and, and um, nitric oxide? Okay, so we've got this, this pathway, this nitrate, nitrite, uh, nitric oxide pathway where we consume nitrites, I'm sorry, nitrates, and we get most of those, like 85% of them come from vegetables in our diet. So if you're not eating a lot of vegetables, you're probably not getting a lot of nitrates. And so that's 
you know, another piece, make sure you are getting good leafy greens, leafy greens, a lot of your uh, multicolored vegetables, beetroot. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Um, So if you like The Office, uh, the TV show The Office. Yep. You know, Dwight, Beat Farmer. Oh, yeah. Yep. There was he was he was ahead of his time. He sure was. Bless his heart. Yep. Exactly. So uh, make sure that you're getting a good amounts of those vegetables. And we talked about uh, Neo 40. It's a supplement that we have in the office developed by Nathan Bryan, probably one of the um, one of the, the world's experts in nitric oxide, has beetroot, has hawthorn, vitamin C, uh, methylcobalamin, several things. Ours that we have is the professional formula. Uh, on his website, you can get the regular formula and you can get just beetroot powder and things like that. None of those are a bad idea. The professional version is going to be a little bit stronger. I take it twice a day, every day myself. Dr. Houston, my mentor for cardiovascular stuff, um, also takes it twice a day. Uh, and it actually tastes really good, kind of like a sweet tart. Yeah, it's like a little piece of candy. Yep, a little bit of heaven right there. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Uh, okay, so we eat fruits and vegetables, have nitrates, and that part's very important. Now, 25% of these dietary nitrates are going to be converted to nitrites, and that's an important step. And that's done by the symbiotic salivary and oral bacteria in your mouth. So when you, when you consume mouthwash, you're killing those bacteria that convert nitrates to nitrites. So the, uh, our, our body doesn't really do this on its own. You have to have the symbiotic bacteria uh, that reside in your mouth um, to convert nitrates to nitrites. Very, very important. Don't kill those guys. Um, so then you make these nitrites, and nitrites are also a breakdown product of nitric oxide, and uh, the nitrites are converted to nitric oxide in your stomach by the hydrochloric acid that resides in your stomach. So if you are taking a PPI, or a proton pump inhibitor, oh, man. to lower your stomach acid, and so you're trying to decrease your stomach pH and not have as much acid in there to treat the symptoms of heartburn. And I have done a podcast about this in the past. Go back and listen to that on uh, on reflux and uh, some of these medicines. They are not good. In fact, there is an FDA label that says that you should limit those medications to no more than three months because we don't have long-term studies um, showing positive outcomes. And in fact, we'll get into a little bit of data on how they're harmful and how there's evidence for harm. Uh, so uh, then the nitrites are also, uh, they, uh, they, those nitrites, you know, generally what happens is the nitrates convert to nitrites, which converts to nitric oxide. And we talked in our nitric oxide podcast about nitrites. I'm going biochemical, so bear with me oh, man. just for a minute. Bear with me just for a minute. Uh, the nitrite or the nitric oxide activates a chemical called SGC or soluble guanylate cyclase, which causes an increase in cyclic GMP. Uh, which ultimately causes an increase in cyclic AMP, which causes vasodilation and a whole host of other cardioprotective effects. You were going to say something. Well, I'm just thinking about the fact that the the PPIs and the lowering of the stomach acid, now we have reduced our ability to convert into nitric oxide. But now, not only that, but we have less stomach acid, less nitric oxide. With less stomach acid, we're also unable to break down any other food that we're putting in there to have proper nutrient absorption, even if we are taking in nitrates. Oh, yeah, without question. So we're getting off topic for cardiovascular, sort of, but yes, I mean, there's there's clearly, you know, the, the PPIs, uh, there is risk for osteoporosis long-term because you can't absorb minerals, 
Um, allergies go up because you don't sterilize your foods uh, because the acid is not there to break down all these other things. Uh, it can cause or contribute to an overgrowth in small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or what we call SIBO, uh, which can contribute to leaky gut. And like there's a whole host of problems that go along with these medications. Now, if you have reflux, that absolutely has to be treated. But, and in some cases, uh, you may have to take a, a PPI. But so, short term, that's the key part to well, that? There, there are some patients that have a condition called um, uh, Barrett's esophagitis, and they may need to take a PPI, but you have to understand that those are increasing risk of cardiovascular disease, period. So it's about balance. And if you have something like a Barrett's esophagus or... Then you uh, just have to shore up the other side. Right, exactly. In any way you can. Exactly. Okay. But for those of you that have the, you know, your weekend warriors that have reflux because you ate too much or your diet sucks, then fix your diet. Fix your gut. Quit taking PPIs because they're causing you harm. Uh, well, is there, tell me the proof though. I need to know the proof that these are actually harmful. Yeah, so you, you want to make sure that I'm not just speaking out the left yep, side give of me, Give me the data. Got it. Okay. So there's actually four studies that show... Um, some of these things that we're talking about. There was a study published in July of 2013 in a journal called NPR, uh, May of 2016 in Circulation Research, May of 2016 in the American Heart Association, and June of 15 in PLUS One. All of those studies together show that PPIs, proton pump inhibitors, elevate a chemical called, again, a little bit of biochemistry, sorry, uh, and elevate a chemical called ADMA, asymmetric dimethyl arginine. And again, we, we measure that in our functional medicine clinic in Tulsa, Revolution Health and Wellness, uh, where we measure ADMA in most of our patients. And these PPIs increase ADMA by about 30%. And we did talk about this in our nitric oxide endothelial function right. uh, podcasts. And so when you increase ADMA, it competes with L-arginine to go in and make nitric oxide through the, the ENOS um, enzyme. So when ADMA comes in there, you're decreasing. And, and ADMA, when it goes through, it does not make nitric oxide, to be clear. So functionally, what you're doing is decreasing nitric oxide, which means that you're decreasing your cardiovascular health, you're decreasing your vasodilation and allowing the vasoconstrictive side of that pathway dominate. And this, of course, induces endothelial dysfunction. I was going to ask you what the ED was, if it was endothelial dysfunction or erectile dysfunction. Well, but remember that erectile dysfunction comes about because of endothelial dysfunction. So ED is ED. Thank you for walking through that door. There you go. All right. <laughs> Um, so, um, the next piece is that PPIs also inhibit DDAH. So this is kind of a double whammy. Um, and so DDAH is another biochemical term. Again, bear with me. Uh, dimethyl arginine, dimethyl amino hydrolase, a big word. DDAH works. <laughs> so PPIs inhibit DDAH and that's actually how they, they elevate ADMS, uh, ADMA. So DDAH is the enzyme that breaks down ADMA. I think like 80, 85% of uh, ADMA is broken down by DDAH. Uh, and so when you're breaking, when you're inhibiting that enzyme, you can't break down ADMA. So you're losing uh, balance and everything is contributing to the, the vasoconstrictive lack of nitric oxide, cardiovascular, that bad side. Uh, so ultimately... It also showed directly, so we, we know that mechanistically this would, in theory, increase risk of cardiovascular disease, but these studies that I mentioned mm -hmm. uh, referenced up above uh, also increase the risk for congestive heart disease, I'm sorry, uh, cardiovascular heart disease and for chronic kidney disease, specifically those two things. Because so, you're constricted. 
Exactly. So you're not able to send it through the glomerular route and all that fun stuff. You got it. To get it filtered. So we have direct evidence for studies that are referenced right there that show that PPIs uh, increase risk for cardiovascular disease and chronic kidney disease. And we'll throw those out in the show notes so they can actually read the whole thing for themselves if they would like. You bet. Uh, then there was another study that was published by Nathan Bryan. Uh, he's, of course, the expert in nitric oxide, um, and he's a PhD out of uh, uh, Baylor. Uh, so he's written several books, um, and he's, he does a lot of research in regards to nitric oxide and its effect on our overall health and things like that. So he's published a study in PLUS One in 2014 uh, where they showed that the bacteria uh, in the mouth uh, fix these nitrates. And when you don't have those bacteria, you, you can't fix the nitrates well. So we know that this mechanism occurs. And so now we're kind of talking about the, the oral part instead of the PPI part. Uh, then another study uh, by him, they, they did this study where they got dental students and they started evaluating uh, their, their oral hygiene, their oral health, and their blood pressures. And they noted that if you are a tongue scraper, so you scrape your tongue, uh, then on average, your starting blood pressure was lower. However, if you scrape your tongue and use mouthwash, then there was a significant increase in your blood pressure. And they think it's because you open up the crypts in your tongue and the mouthwash is able to get in there and kill those bacteria better. And so uh, you, can't, uh, you can't then convert the nitrates to nitrites, which means you can't go on and make nitric, uh, nitric oxide. So in, in one particular example, there was a 21-year-old dental student, normotensive and well-trained athlete. They gave him chlorhexidine, which they gave in, in this study. Chlorhexidine is, is a, an antibacterial agent. We use it for skin prep and surgery. We use it in the clinic for the same thing. Um, and uh, so they had them wash their mouth with chlorhexidine. And after just one week, one week, he had a 26 uh, millimeters of mercury, 26 point increase in his systolic blood pressure and made him clinically hypertensive. So if he was 80, he would have been 106. Exactly. Good grief. In one week. Exactly. In one week. Um, so this, there's really interesting stuff. They did further data to be able to link, uh, the fact that this was indeed due to, uh, the bacteria not being able to fix nitrates and, or, and to, to nitrites and, uh, make nitric oxide. So they they linked those two things uh, thoroughly in this study. And then um, in, in other studies, he also demonstrated that you can actually predict, and he was very excited about this, hearing him talk about it was kind of cool. Uh, you can actually predict blood pressure. Not, you know, like, like you can, you can, not like you're going to be high or like you can predict blood pressure by the presence or absence of four bacteria in your mouth. And the four bacteria are leptotrichia, uh, Neisseria, Haemophilus, and Prevotella. So if you have those four bacteria, then that predicts blood pressure, and those were actually a good thing. How do we find those? What do you, a saliva test? Yeah, a culture. Yeah. culture? Yeah. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how you did the whole study. I thought that was very interesting, though, that four. these four bacteria were uh, were predictive. So very interesting. You want to make sure that you have good oral hygiene and oral health, and don't use mouthwash. Okay, so basically at this point, if you want to be healthy, um, you have to get enough nitric oxide because we talked about it having a very, very, very short half-life. So you've got to make sure you've got a lot of this going through your system. So how, give us the, the short version, give me some bullet 
points. How am I going to do this? Yeah, well, first of all, go back and listen to our podcast on nitric oxide because I go into much more detail about what to do. But here, specifically, make sure you eat enough foods that contain nitrates. Leafy greens. Leafy greens, beetroots. Yep. Go Dwight. Go Dwight. Dwight Schrute, Schrute Farms. Um, and then you have to be able to convert your nitrates to nitrites. So don't use mouthwash. Don't use PPIs. They've you been can, shown. Yeah, you can scrape your tongue, but don't use those things. You got it. Okay. So they have been shown to increase cardiovascular disease, to reduce nitric oxide, uh, proven in the medical literature that it does those things. And then the last thing is make sure that you do everything you can to reduce oxidative stress. So introduce antioxidants <clears throat> into you the got system. It. You got it. So that's all of our podcast for today. Stu- tune in for more on cardiovascular health and how all kinds of weirdo things increase your overall health as well as your cardiovascular health. Make sure you go on iTunes. Leave us a review. If you're a Revolution patient, please go give us a review on Google. Thank you guys for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards. Tune in next week where we'll be going against the grain.